This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. I get asked the question a lot. You don't still cook, do you? Okay, now out of context, that may seem like a, a really odd question, right? So probably a little background would be helpful. I suffer from severe gastroparesis. And if you have been listening to these podcasts over the last Wow, I guess it's been six years now. You may have heard me mention something about that before or the fact that I can't eat much or the foods that I eat are pretty limited. But for those of you who don't know what that is, it is called a paralyzed stomach or it has been called that. That means that I just don't digest food well or it takes a really long time for my food to digest. So I just don't eat much and that's caused a lot of awkward conversations and questions about why I don't eat or eat very little. And those questions eventually lead to, you don't still cook, do you? I mean, since you can't eat it, you, you don't cook, do you? And the answer that I give them, of course, is yes. I cook. I love to cook. To me, cooking, well, cooking or preparing a meal for someone, that's just love. It's a it's a selfless act of love. I mean, remember Abigail, who when her husband Nabal the fool, a terrible husband, refused to provide food for David and his men who had protected Nabal's servants. And David became angry and he was going to wipe out all of the men of Nabal's household. First Samuel chapter 25. Remember that? And do you remember Abigail's reaction when her servant told her about that? And she put together all of that food, those cakes and those those meats and, and all of that and put them on donkeys and put them on up, going up to David. And she was going to follow. And she sent those donkeys ahead with the food. And then she met David and his men. And she talked to David and helped him to remember what was most important, that he was a servant of God. And she was a servant of God. And she gave him food. And then there was Esther, right? I mean, Esther who prepared two banquets for her husband, the king. One to discuss the, the law or the edict against her cousin Mordecai. And the law that was, put to, that was um, prepared to destroy her people. Remember that? Esther chapter 5 verse 6. Two banquets of food. And remember Boaz who left the edges of the field for the poor, poor people to glean, and Ruth gathered food there in his field to care for her mother-in-law, Naomi. That's because God told the landowners to do that, to provide for those people who didn't have the food, because God provides food for those who need it. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 22. You know, in Jesus... He prepared food too. Did you know that? Remember Matthew chapter 14 verses 13 through 21. When it was evening, Jesus' disciples came to him saying, This is a deserted place and the hour is already late. Send the multitudes away that they may go into the villages and buy themselves food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they found five loaves and two fishes. And Jesus blessed it and broke it. And they ate, and they were filled. And then again, Matthew chapter 15, verses 29 through 31, tells us that Jesus was healing people. And verse 32 says, 
Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. And I do not want to send them away hungry lest they faint on the way. And again, they found seven loaves and a few small fish and Jesus blessed them and broke them and they ate and they were satisfied. But one of my most favorite incidences of Jesus preparing food Remember after he died and he was raised and the apostles had no idea what to do next. So they did what they had done before. They met their master. They went fishing. John chapter 21 tells us that Simon Peter suggested the fishing trip. And Thomas, Nathaniel, James, and John said, We'll go with you on the bank of the Sea of Tiberias. After fishing all night, they caught nothing. And then they saw him, Jesus. Verse 9 tells us, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. And yeah, that was Jesus who had prepared a meal for them, cooked for them, fed them. Do you remember the woman at the well in John chapter 4? Jesus and his apostles have been traveling a while and um, Jesus had sent them into town to get something to eat. And while they were shopping for food, Jesus talked to the woman who came to the well to draw water. He talked to her about living water because he knew what she needed, what she was hungry for, what she was thirsting for, and that was love. I get asked that question about eating and cooking less than I used to because most people know and well, honestly, I just tried to avoid it. I mean, it's complicated. I understand the shock and the questions that I would still cook, even though I can't eat most of what I cook. I understand how strange that may, that may seem for some, but, but for me, making a meal that makes my family happy, creating a, a combination of seasonings and ingredients that gives them pleasure and making food that sustains their bodies, Seeing my grandchildren grow strong, knowing that I helped with that, for me, for me, that is love. I understand sometimes that, you know, life is just really hard. It is for me too, especially now. I mean, I understand that trying to figure out what to prepare, planning those meals, I know that's tough. And maybe it would be easier or some people think it'd be easier if we didn't have to, you know, eat, but it's not. You know, some of the best times happen around food. We have cookouts, we laugh and enjoy time together with food. God made our bodies to need food, to function, and we need food and water to survive. We can't do that on our own. Oh, we can till up a garden and we can plant seeds and, and we can pick the veggies and the fruit, but that seed and that rain and that water that made that seed grow, well, that was provided by God who provided them to sustain our bodies. You know, there's some pretty terrible things happening in the world right now. And it, it can seem like evil has its grip on us, on our culture. But when all of those horrible things are going on and we stop because we are hungry, we take a drink because we are thirsty, and we do have to stop, don't we? I mean, we have to stop what we were doing and take care of our bodies. 
Our bodies that were created by God. Our bodies that need food and water. Food and water that is created and sustained by God. Created just for us to feed our bodies. Wow. That should remind us that no matter what's going on around us, no matter how large of the problem, there is still love and there's still hope. Even though life seems too difficult, God sees, God knows, and he's always known what we needed. And no matter how challenging our circumstances, God has provided. He's always provided for our most important needs, food, water, even living water, and the bread of life. And that is love, isn't it? And it is for this, for the reminder that God provides even in the smallest and seemingly most fundamental things, creating us that we should stop and eat and drink. And in that act, there's the reminder of a great sustaining love. And it is for this that I bow my knees today. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.